the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. Our offices are located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. In studio with me is my good friend, producer, and co-host, Mr. Carl Big Papa Welsh. How you doing, Carl? See, ordinarily I would start doing my little rap, but, in, <laughs> but because we have such an esteemed guest today, I think I'm going to keep it nice and simple. I'm doing good. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. We have a very, very special guest today. We have the Secretary of State of California on the line, Mr. Alex Padilla. How you doing today, Alex? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Now, Alex, I heard a little roar in the ground. That was Carl. Just, you know, he's just applauding you. But, you know, I, I, I do want all of our listeners who are in the Bay Area listening to this that, uh, you know, you said something earlier that was so, so apropos for folks to know that politicians are what? People, too. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Alex, and how you became here in the Secretary of State. No, I appreciate that. And uh, uh, first and foremost, I guess a, a confession, because being an elected official is probably the last thing I imagined I'd be doing uh, when I was growing up, probably the last thing I w- wanted to do or was interested in uh, politics and government. But, um, you know, life, life has its way of steering you in, in the direction. And, mm-hmm. you know, I found the calling uh, soon after I graduated college. So I am born and raised in the San Fernando Valley neighborhood called Pacoima. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, Richie Valens, Rock and Roll, things, <laughs> you know, the, the, the community of Pacoima, uh, like so many families across California, across the country. My, my parents are immigrants. They, they came from Mexico in the late 1960s, uh, met here, actually, uh, decided to get married and apply for a, a U.S. residency. Uh, I am a middle child, which probably explained a lot. <laughs> I have an, old, an older sister who uh, is in education. She's been a teacher. She's been a principal. Now she's an administrator. I have a younger brother who uh, works for the city council in Los Angeles. So we're all in public service uh, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, it's probably not a coincidence given uh, the type of upbringing my parents gave us. Uh, but growing up for me, there was two interests. You know, if you asked me what my favorite class was, it'd be math, and that's about it. Mm. Uh, but, you know, after school, I lived for baseball, 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 from Little League to high school ball and even a year in college. Um, 
But, uh, you know, when I went off to college, I had an opportunity, blessed opportunity, to study at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Wow. Uh, MIT. MIT. Spent four winters back in Massachusetts. Uh, Came home with the mechanical engineering degree. And uh, when I came home, there was two significant things going on in California at the time. You know, in, in the early 90s, there was a big recession. Mm-hmm. Not quite as big as the Great Recession from 10 years ago, but a big recession at the time, nonetheless, specifically in the aerospace and engineering fields. Right? Post-Cold War, you know, Defense Department cutbacks, and you know, my engineering job at Hughes was a, a little tougher than I imagined. Uh, but at the same time, in politics... There was a measure on the November 1994 ballot that we called Proposition 187. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And for folks who may not remember Prop 187, it was frankly a a precursor to a lot of what we're hearing in our national politics today. People scapegoating uh, immigrants Mm -hmm. and proposing harsh policies towards immigration and immigrant families. And that's when I realized I might have been a cynical young person, but I had no choice but to get involved because if we didn't get involved, our community, my community, would continue to be a target. Right. And uh, that was a that was a game changer for me. Left the engineering degree behind, started uh, volunteering on uh, campaigns, registering voters, became an organizer before I knew what organizing was, and uh, five years later found myself running for Los Angeles City Council. So uh, from city council to state senate to now secretary of state, uh, it's been a great experience and all about uh, just trying to help people and make the world a better place. Right. So so this is Carl Welch. Uh, you can't forget either the name Carl or Carl. Um, you were 26 when you were first elected to city council. So you were pretty young at that time. So how, how was that transition from being an academic and being uh, working for the company that you were working for, being an engineer? How was that transition for you uh, at that young age going into politics? Yeah, you know, it's... Um I, I knew I was young, and especially when I decided to run for office, uh, there was a whole lot of people trying to remind me that I was young, and maybe too young, that I'd <laughs> wait my turn. But uh, what was motivating me was just trying to represent my community. You know, when I ran for city council, uh, it was trying to repre- represent the same part of Los Angeles where I was born, where I was raised, where I went to school. You know, I played uh, Little League in the parks. Uh, my, my folks still live in the same house we grew up in. So for me, it wasn't reaching out to which group of voters. It was just talking to friends and family, you know, guys I went to school with or people I knew from church. Or if they didn't owe me, families that knew my sister because she was teaching by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they knew my parents. So it was really a grassroots uh, operation that we ran and uh, was able to win in that first election. But uh, it, it was a... a a significant change, yeah, from crunching numbers in a lab or mm-hmm. uh, doing those sorts of things as an engineer. Uh, but I felt a lot more uh, passion about it and a lot more uh, gratification from changes that we were able to make. You know, when I ran for office, it was to try to do for my community what a lot of other communities took for granted. Well, you know, speaking of that, when you talk about voting, you know, I always think about voting rights, and I know that's a big thing for you not only for youth, and, you know, I know you have a heart for veterans, too. Why don't you explain your program that you're trying to run to get everybody sort of registered and so everybody can vote in California? 
Yeah, exactly. And, it, and I feel like it's all come for a circle. You know, the, uh, what I realized was if I want to make a difference, if we need to get the attention of City Hall or the state capitol, you know, you got to get more people registered and voting because mm-hmm. that will command a politician's attention. Like nothing else. <laughs> that <laughs> is right. some money, huh? Alex, right. money, huh? <laughs> it, it's not just money, it's votes. Yeah. You can have all the money in the world, but you, you need the votes to get yeah. elected. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a big part of why I leapt into to politics. And now I find myself as California's chief elections officer, and right. I can use the power of this office to reach out to communities that are eligible but not registered. Yeah. Or maybe they're registered, but we don't vote very often. And who does that tend to be? Right. It tends to right. be working families. It tends to be communities of color, and it's especially young people. And so we've reoriented our outreach programs in the Secretary of State's office to target those communities specifically, because Mm -hmm. if we're going to move the needle, right, Mm -hmm. if you're going to look at your metrics and, and perform better from a registration rate standpoint, or a turnout standpoint, you got to go to where the potential is, where the greatest room for improvement is, mm. and that's our communities. Now, was it a conscious choice or a conscious effort on your part to end up being Secretary of State that over that actually oversees the uh, general election? Um, or, or... You know, it, it, it was, you know, it, it was um, well into my time in the state Senate doing a lot of policy work on health issues, you know, energy and environment issues, technology issues. Uh, but I was learning a lot about the Secretary of State's office in California at that time and the need for improvement and modernization. I was also learning uh, a few years back, you know, five, six years ago, the early multiple efforts that we see in other states, right? We hear about voter ID laws. We hear about purging voter rolls. We hear about the reduction of early voting opportunities, things that are make it harder for eligible people to register or to actually cast a ballot. Uh, first of all, I think that's just outright un-American. Right. Second, you know, we know that uh, those who promote those policies are doing it with a very specific intent. They're trying to keep people from voting, mm-hmm. right, to try to skew the outcome of the elections in their favor. Uh, you know, being on the wrong side of these targets, once again, I chose to do something about it. And I ran for Secretary of State, not just to say, you know, voter ID is not coming to California, but what can we do to make it easier for people who are eligible to register and to cast their ballot in every election? And, uh, you know, we have a lot of programs, not just to outreach automatic voter registration now in California, uh, the Voter's Choice Act, giving people more options uh, and more days to be able to vote, uh, things like that. Well, Alex, you know, we got about a minute and a half before the first segment is over, and Carl and I were both thinking about this this um, sort of uh, initiative you launch. It says, Honor Veterans Vote. In about a minute or a minute and a half, Alex, can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, we, we hear uh, not just on Veterans Day and Memorial Day, but on a regular basis how uh, there are folks who are serving around the world trying to defend our democracy and have served over generations to try to defend the United States of America uh, and what makes us great, right? It's fundamentally our democratic government and our right to vote. Yet there's so many people who take that right for granted and have either not registered or not voted that in no way honors the service and the sacrifice of so many women and men um, in the armed forces. So uh, we launched Honor Veterans Vote. You can go online at sos.ca.gov and pledge to vote in the next election. Can you say that again, Alex? Can Can you say that website again? 
Yeah, it's the Secretary of State's office, sos.ca.gov, or you can just Google, you know, uh, California Honor Veterans Vote, and it'll take you right there. Pledge to vote in the next election. Dedicate your vote uh, to a family member, to a friend, to a veteran, or an active service member. Uh, have a little message in there, and uh, we'll send you a little memento uh, for the effort. Alex, why don't you just hold it right there? We'll be right back. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. And now back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Welcome back to the second half of Silicon Valley Business Connections. We have our guest, Mr. Alex Padilla, Secretary of State of California on the line. And Carl and I are really, really excited about talking to him. And Alex knows that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person that's, you know, dealing with this conspiracy stuff and what's going on nationally. And I wanted to talk to Alex about how people in California can feel like our elections are safe. And, and we want to talk a little bit about if there's a possibility that the Russians could possibly hack into our elections. So, Alex, would you please kind of share with the folks, our listeners, so they can feel like Alex Padilla has got got something to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it is a timely question. It's on everybody's mind. Uh, and I'll tell you, when I was first running for Secretary of State four years ago, 99% of the questions I was asked was, what can we do to get more people registered to vote? Mm-hmm. Or the second was, what can we do to get more people to vote? Not many people were thinking about election cybersecurity. Yes. But uh, given all we saw and experienced and learned from in 2016, I can tell you that the threats are very real. Uh, but the good news is, you know, California has kind of been on it with some uh, uh, laws and requirements that protect us from uh, the type of interference people are worried about. You know, first and foremost, no uh, voting systems can be used by any county in California unless it's certified for use first. Mm. So technology that's tested uh, and certified that it meets all the required safety standards, security standards, including the use of paper ballots. The vast, vast majority of Californians vote on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we all know, it's impossible to hack a piece of paper. <laughs> um, the other thing people should know is by law in California, none of the machines we use to, to mark a ballot, to cast a ballot, or even to count ballots can ever be connected to the Internet. So again, we make mm-hmm. it impossible to systematically hack or rig an election. And uh, even after every election, just to be sure, we conduct a a form of an audit. We call it a 1% manual tally. Every county has to take a percentage of the precincts and count the votes by hand to make sure that the hand count matches up with the machine count. Uh, If not, then we've got to count the rest by hand. But uh, that's both to ensure the accuracy and the integrity of the voting results. In the last couple of years, we've also upped our game, investing in cybersecurity, new, new servers and firewalls and 24-7 monitoring, all the, the, the must-do best practices uh, on cybersecurity that we get both from the public and private sector. So I, I do feel confident that California is in good shape, but, uh, you know, we never rest. Got to stay on our toes at all times. You know, we, um, we all understand that a lot of people of color and a lot of young people of color specifically, uh, and maybe those who are less fortunate for greater education are the ones that generally don't take the time out to vote or take the time out to uh, even even think about the idea. How do you, coming from where you came from, and you, you came from a, an immigrant family, um, 
uh, if I said that correctly, mm-hmm. um, yep. and you you raised from city council to the state senate, and now you're you're California Secretary of State. So you you've seen the gap. How do you, or what do you think, is the very best way of reaching that young demographic, uh, especially black and brown? to actually get out and vote. How can I, as an ordinary citizen, go and, and work and try and get that demographic to come out and vote, register to vote? Right. But, and, and so it's a combination, right? If there was an easy answer, it'd be done already, but mm-hmm. but it's complex. So, you know, we're still at it. I think even though we insist on paper ballots, there's a lot of room from, from a technology standpoint to improve access to registration and uh, voting information and those sorts of things. You know, we've gone from... You know, if you want to register to vote, you had to go find a, a form at the post office or the library. Several years ago, California moved to online voter registration, and now we have automatic voter registration. When anybody who's eligible, when they apply for or renew a driver's license or a state ID, if you're eligible, the default mm-hmm. is we're adding you to the voter rolls in the process unless you choose to opt out. So that's one example of leveraging technology and policy uh, to make it easier to be registered. Uh, we're also county by county changing how we actually conduct elections uh, because a lot of people vote by mail. That's pretty convenient. But if you want to vote in person, it's actually kind of difficult. you, you got one location that you got to go to close to where you live on election day only from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Well, whether you're in the Silicon Valley or you're in the San Fernando Valley, you know, we have this thing called traffic that doesn't let you get home quickly after work all the time. (laughs) And so more opportunities uh, under the Voters' Choice Act, county by county, we're just mailing every voter in those counties their ballot automatically, and they can choose to either mail it back. You know, we're no longer going to require stamps, um, or counties are installing what are known as ballot drop boxes throughout the county. You can drop it off at any box convenient to you over the course of weeks leading up to the election. And we're modernizing polling places, as we've known them, to what are known as vote centers, mm. where any voter can go to any vote center in the county, not just on election day, but over the course of 11 days. And if you miss the voter registration deadline, you can same day register and cast your ballot at a vote center, too. So more days, more ways of being able to vote. But with all the policy, all the technology that creates the opportunities, there's still no go. substitute for personal yeah. interaction, right? Yeah. So I make it a point to visit as many events as I can, as many high schools and community colleges as I can to put the word out. You know, that mouth-to-mouth, neighbor-to-neighbor, you know, friend-to-friend outreach is the most powerful message, much more powerful than any particular politician, with the possible exception of Barack Obama. What a, yeah. what a speech he gave last week. Yeah, that was powerful. I love that. Hey, speaking about, uh, you know, this the voter registration and, and what you're doing, you know, we did hear about there was a little glitch, I guess, with it was a wonderful idea. And I still think it's a great idea about the DMV voters sort of challenge that was up. Uh, I think you've got that all straight now. Alex, would you like to share that with our listeners so they can have confidence to go to the DMV and yeah. vote? Yeah, that's a timely question because voters deserve to have that confidence and, and should have that confidence. Uh, so I mentioned automatic registration. We, we formally call it in California, California Motor Voter. Uh, we've had about 1.6 million people come through DMV uh, in the last few months. Uh, and of those 1.6 million transactions or experiences, uh, there was about 23,000 uh, whose records – you know, got a little messed up. So as the data was being transferred to my office, 
They had things like maybe the wrong political party preference associated with a voter or their vote-by-mail preference or something like that. So the good news is we, you know, we, we caught the uh, uh, anomaly. Uh, DMV has corrected it. You know, we've got the fix where it's not going to happen again in the future. We're cleaning up all the, the, the potential 23,000 folks who are impacted, notifying them, verify your registration status. And that's just a good piece of advice mm-hmm. for anybody. You can go to voterstatus.sos.ca.gov, make sure all your information is current and correct. You can register or update your registration at any time at registertovote.sos.ca.gov. Uh, but here's the, the number in context, 23,000 out of one point, you know, one and a half million, basically. Mm-hmm. You're talking about one and a half percent of the record. So overwhelming success of the program. Yes, there was a, an error. It's been identified. It's been corrected. You know, we're moving forward. We've got uh, less than 60 days till Election Day in November, and uh, we've got to be ready. Well, you know, we're talking about doing business with the state of California. We have the Secretary of State himself, Alex Padilla. And one of the things that small businesses have a real challenge with is this statement of information that you have to file. Or if you're going to incorporate your business in the state of California, you know, Alex, uh, tell us how your office is, is there to help people do that. And we got about two and a half minutes for that. All right. No, that's great. And, uh, you know, so the Secretary of State does more than just elections. Elections is not always in the, the spotlight, but entrepreneurs know the Secretary of State's office is where you go to register your business to uh, file your file your, uh, your statements of information, as you said. You can even file trademarks in California. And we've been working aggressively to uh, bring a lot of those filings now online so we can get off of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more efficient this way, better for the state of California, and much better for entrepreneurs. So, and to make it even easier, we put it all in one place. You can go to BizFile California and get your 10 steps for starting a new business. You can uh, file you know, your LLC now online. You can file your statements of information online. California uh, Business Search, you can obtain records uh, and, and uh, download documents for free instead of having to mail checks and wait you know, for snail mail to arrive. Uh, you can file trademarks in California online, and you know every couple of months we're adding more and more uh, of these transaction opportunities uh, to our website, so you can spend less time <clears throat> waiting for the mail or having to come to mm. Sacramento and stand in line. Yeah, that's that's a very very important because small business people, you've probably experienced this. If you don't file your statement of information, you will get a big bill. Isn't that right, Alex? <laughs> oh yeah, you let too much time go by. You'll, you'll get that. You'll get that bill, and we don't want that. So you know, now that we've automated and and we're in the in, in a better position to capture email addresses, for example, not just phone numbers and and street addresses, uh, we're adding those reminder opportunities. So you get the reminders in advance, not just to notice after you miss the deadline. Well, I want to get a self plug because uh, when Alex talks about doing business with the state of California. We're the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses, and we're going to be doing a certification workshop and doing business with the city of San Jose, Santa Clara County, and the state of California, which I know Alex is going to connect us with some good people. Right, Alex? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Carl, you got anything for Alex before we we go? We only got 30 seconds left, but I just want to say uh, uh, Secretary of State Alex Padilla 
uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, show the world, show the, especially the people in California and the kids that, that you, it's not where you come from, mm-hmm. but it's what you do. So it's a daily basis and you can end up Secretary of State or President of the United States. So I just want to thank you for that and, and thank you for being a part of the show today. Reelect, oh, reelect Alex Padilla. Too, and, uh, hope to be back. Alex, we want to thank you today for being our guest and we really do look forward to bringing you into the studio again. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.